If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, good evening. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for Jesse Kelly tonight. Nice to have you with us this evening. And we've got a lot to talk about, including masks. Yeah, they're coming back. Government lockdowns, they're coming back as well. Uh, It's all part of the plan, folks. So just you better get on board. It's all part of the plan. What are they going to do and how are they going to do it? Well, let me just play for you how kind of we got to where we are today. And I'm specifically talking about the government officials. Now, the media has been connecting these dots. Dr. Fauci, Surgeon General, Nancy Pelosi, the CDC coming out, talking about kids and masking, school and maskings, Joe Biden, all of this. Now, let me just let you hear what Nancy Pelosi had to say on the floor of the House as she announced her mass mandates for all her members. Consistent with the newly updated guidance from the Office of the Attending Physician related to the increased threat from the Delta variant of the virus, the chair wishes to inform all members and staff that masks will once again be required in the hall of the House. However, members will be permitted to remove their mask temporarily while under recognition. To be clear, members and staff must wear masks in the hall of the House at all times except when a member may remove his or her mask when recognized by the chair. In addition, members presiding as chair may remove their masks when speaking. The logic logic behind this is very simple, right? If we as members of Congress are going to wear our masks, then of course... You should have no problem wearing the mask we are telling you you need to mandate and that we're telling local officials to mandate on you. If we, members of Congress, are going to do this, then your children should do it in schools, which goes back to the question on the children. Are they going to wear masks? You better believe it. In fact, and Ms. Producer, if you'll grab that audio today of the unions talking about kids, this one was amazing for me. 
You've got the teachers unions. They're not even sure they're going to go back to school yet, right? Like, like, well, you better be lucky if we even go back and your kids might disappear from schools. But you need to know that, that we're trying to get back to school. I, I'm calling it right now, okay? And, and you may disagree with me, and if you do, you can, you can tweet at me. Uh, ben Ferguson shows my Twitter handle. You can send me a message over Facebook or Parler or God, there's too many of these things now, right? You can whichever one you want to use. Getter, I'm on that one too. You can send me a message, but I'm telling you right now, I am betting you that we will go back to virtual learning in the majority of the country by October the first. The majority of the nation, public schools will be back to looking at a computer screen and babysitting your children, not teaching them, because the teachers unions have figured out we might be able to get a whole nother year out of this crap. Take a listen. Well, vaccination is the number one gold standard um, that we need to you know, bring back our masks for schools. So the bottom line is we're going to keep kids safe. We're going to keep our members safe. And we're going to try to open up schools and we're going to try to move through this political battlefield. Political battlefield? Screw the kids, folks. We're on a political battlefield. That's what you need to understand. Now, this isn't just one person saying this. We're moving forward with this. And and you need to understand we got the science to back it all up. Dr. Fauci this morning on TV saying, listen up, Americans, you need to wear a mask even if you are vaccinated. Well, if the policy you're talking about is the uh, masking in the sense of telling vaccinated people that even though two months ago, 60 days ago, the CDC came out with the recommendation that individuals who are vaccinated do not need to wear masks indoors or outdoors. Something has changed, and what has changed is the virus. The CDC hasn't changed, and the CDC hasn't really flip-flopped at all. What's happened is that when that earlier recommendation was made, we were dealing predominantly with the alpha variant. And the alpha variant, when you look at individuals who are vaccinated, that the level of virus in the nasopharynx of vaccinated people who might get a breakthrough infection that the level of virus was really very low, indicating that it would be extremely unlikely that a vaccinated person who happened to get infected, and that happens because the vaccine is certainly not 100% effective. Whoa, that's some breaking news, isn't it? Hold on a second. Did Dr. Fauci just tell me that the vaccine, quote, certainly isn't 100% effective? Because the vaccine is certainly not 100% effective. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Time out. Pause. Can we all just step back and and where the hell are there actual journalists in the country who are going to actually ask a question of Dr. Fauci? Like if there's any moment in time as a journalist while you're interviewing Dr. Fauci that you should interrupt Dr. Fauci and say, Dr. Fauci, with all due respect, there are a lot of Americans. I mean, you could even lie and say, like on MSNBC, Dr. Fauci, there's millions of Americans that are watching right now that are very confused by what you're saying at this exact moment in time. We are extremely confused by what you just said. Can you clarify the point that you just made, which is 
certainly you can get COVID-19 even if you're vaccinated because that's kind of a big news story, Dr. Fauci. That's not what we've been told recently, Dr. Fauci. This is going to be confusing for the millions of Americans that have gotten the vaccine, Dr. Fauci. And this is also going to put doubt in the heads of those that you're begging to go get vaccinated right now. Infected, and that happens because the vaccine is certainly not 100 percent effective, that that would be very unlikely that they would transmit. Yeah, no, no follow up there. So it just just fly past that breaking news. You got you've got literally Fauci saying that you are going to more than likely get the vaccine there. You want to know some crazy stuff? Let me tell you some crazy stuff. I'm just going to read you a couple of different headlines for you, just so you know how crazy this has gotten. USA Today yesterday had a headline saying that the new data suggests that, quote, fully vaccinated individuals are not just contracting COVID, but could be carrying higher levels of the virus than previously understood. Facilitating the spread of COVID. So I'm vaccinated. I want you to know my whole story. All right. I'm vaccinated. I I don't think that means you should get vaccinated. Let me explain to you why I'm vaccinated. My father got COVID. We have the same DNA. My father almost died. My father went in the hospital and we were there were days where we weren't sure we were ever going to see him again. My dad came way too close to death. Not only that, he got pneumonia, double pneumonia, both lungs. And then when he got out, he was on oxygen for literally months. My father works in law enforcement. My father's in good health, especially for his age. And COVID almost killed him. I, on top of that, have asthma which is basically a cocktail for death if you get COVID and pneumonia and you have asthma, it's game over for a lot of people. A lot of younger men that have died of COVID, one of the common denominators is they have asthma. So, based on my parents, based on my father's DNA, based on the fact that I'm his son and I have his DNA, based on those, I made a decision that was best for me. I do not believe that that means that my decision, my body, my choice to quote liberals, I love using that right now. My body, my choice does not mean that I should be able to decide what you do with your body and what you do with your choice. Okay, that's so fun being woke, isn't it? Like I'm getting to, I'm getting to quote Planned Parenthood here. Yeah, your body, your choice with a vaccine, my body, my choice. But I made a decision. Now, I didn't make that decision on my own. I talk to medical professionals and people that I trust in the medical community. And there was a universal consensus based on asthma, based on what happened with my father, that I should get the vaccine. Then I did my research into the vaccines. I decided that I didn't like the Johnson & Johnson vaccine based on a lot of data and information. I then heard from a lot of people that I knew that got Moderna that they had some pretty crappy days after getting the Moderna vaccine. They felt like they had the flu, they ran a fever, and then I decided to go with Pfizer. The reason why is because I was, from the people that I talked to, the medical professionals I talked to, some of my friends that are neurosurgeons and and doctors and work in research hospitals, they said, dude, if you're going to get it, which we think you should, 
get the Pfizer. Right now we're seeing that one have the, the least amount of side effects based on what we've seen. Right? No, At this point, this thing's new. There's no study involved. This is pure, raw data from people's opinions. So I got that vaccine. I say all that to say... When you break news like Dr. Fauci that, hey, you're going to get COVID and, oh, by the way, you might be giving COVID to others since you have the vaccine, which is exactly what they put in the paper yesterday, which has now been scrubbed, you start you start asking yourself some questions. I'm going to take a break. We're going to come back. You can tweet at me, Ben Ferguson Show, or get in touch with me on Facebook or wherever. Ben Ferguson filling in for Jesse Kelly. We'll be right back. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. All right, welcome back. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for my good friend Jesse Kelly tonight. And if you just joined us, uh, the lockdowns are coming. (laughs) Uh, The masks are coming back. (laughs) Your kids, if they're in public schools, you're screwed. They're going to go back to virtual learning. I'm predicting it all now because this is about control now. And it's all being orchestrated and done together by the government and the media. And I have the proof, and I'm going to play it all for you tonight. Now, Surgeon General, let me tell you what he has to say now about not just wearing masks. No, 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 but wearing masks outside and inside. We've already, we're already going back to outside mask wearing, right? Like, so, so go to your concert with your vaccine, with your mask. So the people that we're most concerned about are the unvaccinated. Uh, For example, if you happen to have a lot of interaction with folks who are unvaccinated, let's say you're a parent like me who has young children at home who are not vaccinated, that's a circumstance where being extra cautious and wearing that mask, uh, even if you are fully vaccinated, uh, wearing wearing it outside when you're in indoor public locations is an extra step to protecting those at home. I want to emphasize those. An extra step, folks, right? You're just asking to do an extra step. That's all we're doing here. We're just we're just simply asking you to do an extra step. This is not like we're actually going back to, you know, really asking much of you. Because if we act like it's normal to take away your freedoms, then it is. You, you, I called it the dry run. All right? Terrorists do this. They do a dry run before they do an attack to see if there's any flaws in their attack and to see if there's something they need to change or adapt to before they do the real thing. I said that the government last time with COVID-19, after they figured out that they could pretty much do whatever they could want to do because of fear, was dry running to see at some point it was not about keeping you safe. It was about what can we get away with? Let's go over the list of what they realize they can get away with. They could get away with shutting down your kid's school and you basically homeschooling your kids or choosing not to have your kid have an education for an entire year. They could shut down your business financially ruin your life, but also at the same time get you addicted to government aid, and you went along with that. They then told you how to run your business by telling you that you can only have 50% occupancy or 25% occupancy, or you can only sell food outside, or you have to close indoor dining. They told you that you could stand six feet apart from one another, even though they realized early on it was about 18 inches but no, 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 we, stood, we had the six-foot rule, and then it was three feet, and then it was, well, let's go back to six feet. Then they shut down sporting events. They shut down high school sports. They shut down our graduations. And then they sat in the round, they said, screw it. Let's see how much farther we can go. Let's tell people they can't be in the room when their kids are being born. Can we get away with that? Yes, we will comply. 
So then we had kids being born into the world without their dad in the room, or two moms or two dudes, right? Like, let's just throw it all in there. Because they were discriminating against gays and lesbians and transgendered and straight people and everything else in between. Then they said, all right, now let's see if we can even get away with not letting people bury the dead. This all happened in the United States of America, folks. Everything that I just told you actually already happened in America in the last 12 months. So then we said, all right, we got away with that. Can we get away with canceling Thanksgiving? Holy crap, we can. We can now tell people not to gather. And if you do, we're going to convince you that you're selfish and that you're trying to kill grandma. And they did it. Then they said, let's see if we can cancel a Christian holiday, Christmas. And oh my gosh, we did it too. Now you may say, well, hold on. I had Christmas. I had Thanksgiving. I, 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 you know, I didn't, I didn't comply with all this. Good for you. You're a hero of freedom. But a significant portion of Americans, like in the tens of millions, complied. And then there was the X factor of the complying. I'm a business owner. I own a restaurant. If you're ever in Memphis, come to my restaurant. It's a barbecue restaurant called Ferguson's Barbecue. I promise you're going to like it. And if that bores you, it's in a gun range, so you can shoot guns at the same time. You're welcome. That's America. We also have machine guns. Yeah, you're welcome. You can come blow some stuff up. It's amazing. It's America. Some of you right now are driving. You're like, holy crap. No, I'm not kidding. It really is. You can Google it and write us a review because all the liberals do. They try to trash our business every day. But we were trying to figure out how to survive, not even make a profit. We were trying to figure out how do we keep people employed in a restaurant without a drive through that's a destination with the six-foot rule, which kind of cramps the style when you're shooting indoors. Now, in between every lane, we have bulletproof plexiglass, okay? You're not breathing the same air as the person next to you. We have about six foot in between center to center, right, for safety. But they said, no, 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 you got to measure the inside wall to the other inside wall, and that's only three and a half feet. Not where the human being is standing, which is actually six feet apart from the other, other human being, if you're in the center of the shooting bay. If we didn't comply, guess what they did? They pulled our license. Then they said 25% occupancy. Do you know what 25% occupancy looks like in a small barbecue restaurant, which was purposely built small? And the reason why is because we had a large gun range and we wanted it to feel like it was mom and pop. There was a point during the lockdown, we had three tables, three. And if we went over the three tables, we would lose our, they would shut us down. The health department would come in and shut us down. Then they started saying, and, and again, all this happened in the United States of America. After they figured out they'd get away with all that crap, and I give you the real world example of my restaurant because I know how hard it was to make a living last year. They then said, all right, let's see how much farther we can go with screwing with people. You know what they did next? They said, watch this. We're going to mandate that you can't sit at the table with other adults while eating out. While we're separating your tables. While we're putting you at 25%. So so put your mind around this mind screw. My father and I could cook barbecue in the restaurant which I own. And we could cook side by side all day long. What we couldn't do is go and sit at the same table because they said we didn't live in the same household. 
So during a lunch break, we would actually be in violation of the law. Then they said they wanted contact tracing. So everybody that came through the door, we were supposed to get their address, their phone number, because then if they ate next to someone that got COVID, we're supposed to give that over to the government. Now, we advised people when they were checking in to use whatever name and number they wanted to. Some of them wrote things like go to hell and the number 911. I'm not changing it. I'm just telling you what they did. So if you want to know why we're having another shutdown, you want to know why they're going back to the mask mandates, you want to know why the Surgeon General is looking at you with a straight face telling you to wear a mask outside and inside, even if you're vaccinated, because they got away with it the first time. Why wouldn't they the second time? Ben Ferguson, filling in for Jesse Kelly. You can send me your thoughts on Twitter. Ben Ferguson Show on Twitter. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Ben Ferguson filling in for Jesse Kelly, my good friend. By the way, if you like what I'm doing tonight, you can listen to my podcast. Download it on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is called The Ben Ferguson Show. One of you just said I suck, by the way, on Twitter. Well, I I do read them all. You can tweet at me. I'm trying to figure out why I suck. Is it because I told you that shutdowns are coming? Is I told you they don't know what the hell they're doing with COVID-19 and this variant? I, I still am stunned. I am stunned and I'm shocked over one issue. We still have not held accountable the WHO. We have still not held accountable China for what they have done. Can, can, does anybody, does that bother anyone else? We have gone trillions of dollars in debt. And I, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a monologue on this for a moment. Because I, when I look at this, usually there's like justice, like, right? No justice, no peace. That's where I am with China right now. That's me. I I am woke as they get with China, okay? They put this out to the world. They lied about where it came from. They claimed it came from wet market. They knew it came from the the lab. We know from the early whistleblowers it came from the lab. We know from the cell phone tower pings that the Wuhan lab was like totally no cell phones in it for days before everything hit the rest of the world. So we know the outbreak, all the data, if, if I'll put it this way, if it was an Al-Qaeda terrorist attack, we would have called it an Al-Qaeda terrorist attack in about 24 hours. Why? Because all the data screams, this came out of the lab. But no, 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 we went with the World Health Organization, Dr. Fauci, and gain-of-function research, like, oh, no, can't talk about it. Got to shut up. Not allowed to say anything. And now we got a Surgeon General who's out there saying, hey, wearing a mask outside is just as important as wearing it inside. So, so did you lie to me? And this is my question. Because I'm still trying to figure out the whole vaccine thing here. Did the WHO, or screw them for a second, forget that. Let's just deal with America. Did Fauci and the Surgeon General know they were lying to us when they said to us just a couple months ago that you could take your mask off if you've been vaccinated, hoping that some of you would get vaccinated, that we'd have more like a herd, you know, mentality. We would get this thing really cut down, and then they would tell us to put our mask back on. I want to know. Because there had to have been data from other parts of the world, like Israel, China, WHO's got all this info, right? And not that we can trust any of it, but but I'm wondering, did they know they were lying to us about the mass being able to take it off as the incentive to get us to all go get the jab? Because imagine the nightmare that would have happened if they would have told us hypothetically the truth. If they knew that you still had to wear a mask, how many people would not have gotten the jab? If they, if, if they would have said, get the vaccine, but still wear a mask, you would have said, the hell with you. It, you would majority of people would not have done it. 
I think there's millions and millions of Americans that if they said you still are going to have rules, you still got to wear a mask, we're still going to do social distancing, they would have said, I'm not, I'm not getting it. What's the upside? The upside was when they sold us on getting the jab was you get to go back to life as normal. That's all gone now, folks. And everybody is saying the same thing in the government. The Surgeon General just said it. Fauci just said it. The White House has said it. They've all said it. Every one of them has said it now. It's all there. Plain and simple. Surgeon General, wearing a mask outside when you're indoor public locations is an extra protection step. So now what happens? That's what I want to know. Where do we go from here? Okay, I can tell you exactly where we're going to go from here. We're going to go to, if you don't comply, we're going to pound you. MSNBC this morning talking about this. They're now at the point where they're actually saying that they believe that you actually should not be able to go to the supermarket if you don't get the jab. So you're going to starve to death now? Is that what we're going to? Like, literally, we're going to starve you if you don't do what we tell you to do. And CNN, by the way, is all of a sudden they care about the Constitution for the first time in like five years. CNN's John Avalon this morning. Headline, yes, vaccine mandates are constitutional. This is the first time they've ever brought the Constitution. Listen to this communist Chinese propaganda from CNN where they actually do an entire, and I'm not going to play you the whole thing. They did a whole four-minute segment telling you why you should shut up, and the Constitution says that vaccine mandates are, in fact, constitutional. ...on the rise almost entirely among the unvaccinated. There's more and more talk of vaccine mandates, but are they constitutional? John Avalon has a reality check. Reality check. It's often said that freedom isn't free, and that implies responsibility, a balance between the individual and the community. And that's what we're dealing with right now as the Delta variant cases spike and fill hospitals. The unvaccinated are holding America's recovery hostage. The anti-maskers turned anti-vaxxers are not just putting their own lives at risk. If that was the issue, we could just say that we can watch them compete to win places show in the Darwin Awards. The problem is that we're all going to pay for their politicization of science and public health. That's why after months of offering encouragement and incentives, cities like New York and states like California have decided to mandate vaccinations or weekly testing for government workers. And the Department of Veteran Affairs now requiring vaccinations, raising the question whether President Biden will expand the mandate to more federal agencies. Now, this has provoked predictable outrage among the freedom to infect you crowd, with a flurry of so-called medical freedom bills lying in wait, which former George W. Bush speechwriter Michael Gerson calls performative libertarianism because all this screaming about freedom ignores the fact that five routine childhood vaccines including for measles mumps and polio are required to attend school in all 50 states all right let me let me address that issue right there he says what john avalon is trying to do here is say you already have vaccine mandates and those vaccine mandates you're not complaining about so why are you complaining about this one great question john avalon at cnn The reason why people don't complain about the ones you just mentioned, and by the way, it's a lie. A lot of parents do, and we've seen a lot of anti-vax crowders say no to these and try to fight the school systems. But one of the main reasons why people are okay with that one is those aren't experimental. We have a lot of data. 
We have decades of research. We know a hell of a lot more about what the MMR, et cetera, does to a human being, what the risk-reward factor are than we know about the COVID-19 vaccine, which, by the way, you're now telling me we got to put our mask back on, and people that have COVID-19 are probably giving it to the people that are having problems with the Delta variant who are vaccinated. Up is down, down is up, left is right, right is left. That's what the translation is here. And so this idea that you can somehow equate the COVID-19 vaccine with the MMR is insanity. It's totally absurd. They are not the same thing. One has decades and decades and decades of research, decades and decades of info on possible side effects, long-term effects. We don't have anything on COVID-19. We have nothing. We don't know what it does to women. We don't know what it does to children. We don't know what it does during pregnancy. We don't know anything. We're not even a year into this vaccine yet. We know nothing. We do know there's more warnings that have come in the last four months. We know there's warnings on certain heart issues that don't happen that often, but they do with Johnson Johnson, for example. We know that there's side effects in all of this. We also know that these manufacturers are saying they need a booster now. That's hell. We didn't even know we need a booster three months ago, or maybe they did and they didn't want to tell us. Because if they told us we need a booster, then how many millions of Americans would say, well, screw it. I'm not getting the shot if you're going to give me another shot in six months. We are now at a point in reality, and I just want someone to stop lying to me and just tell me the damn truth. That's all I'm asking for. If you know that this is going to become the flu shot, and I'm going to need it every six months until the Delta variant and the next variant and the next variant disappear, and then I could be getting these shots for several years, tell me that now, please. Treat me like an adult. There is no trust between me and and Fauci, and the NIH, the CDC, the World Health Organization, or anyone in the liberal media. And when you come on TV and you say, yes, vaccine mandates are constitutional, do you really think that's going to convince a bunch of conservatives to go get the vaccine? If you haven't gotten the vaccine yet, this bullying people into getting the vaccine is not going to work. It is going to be a disaster, a massive disaster. And if you don't believe me, you're not paying attention. Ben Ferguson, filling in for Jesse Kelly. I got a lot more to say on this coming up. Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly Show. It's like every hour now, things get even more screwy. Welcome back, by the way, Jesse Kelly Show, Ben Ferguson. Uh, filling in for Jesse, I'll be back with you tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to, I mentioned this in my podcast today, and if you're a podcaster, make sure you download the Ben Ferguson podcast. I'd love to keep up with you guys that way. The CDC director now, uh, Dr. Walensky, has stated that if there are areas, quote, where we have full vaccination in school, we have full vaccination teachers. All of those are documented. We have disease rates that are low. Then they can think about loosening up mask rules in schools. Ah, okay. So, so you're going to torture us until you get what you want. We're going to make life impossible for you to live it. That's what they're saying now. Until you do what we tell you that you have to do. CDC director now trying to go out on TV. I'm going to play it for you so you can hear. 
trying to explain to you why these these are warranted moves, right? These are necessary moves. And joining me now is CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky. Dr. Walensky, always a pleasure to see you. So exactly what... By the way, it's not a pleasure to see the CDC Director just based on... Every time that the CDC director's on TV, it's not a pleasure because you're talking about COVID. <laughs> Can we, like, the, the, the crap that is out there, it's just like, I, if anything, just, again, stop lying to me. Stop insulting my intelligence. Just say what you really should say. They're like, I hate having you on the show, CDC director, because that means things aren't going well. At least then I know that you're being honest, but, oh, it's so nice to see you. Please fill us with the propaganda that you need us to believe today, ma'am. Problem. Does the Delta variant create that masks for vaccinated people solves. Good morning, John. Thanks for having me back. Um, so this is, we have new data here. We have always seen, first of all, I wanna reemphasize our vaccines are working just as we thought they would. That, that is a lie, by the way. Our vaccines are working just as we thought they would. Then you lied to us. There's one of two things. Either you're lying about the vaccine or you deliberately lied to us because if the vaccine is supposed to work the way that you say it was supposed to work, then I'm not supposed to have to wear a mask anymore because that's what you told me. If I go back and look at what the CDC actually said just a couple of months ago, what did the CDC say just a couple of months ago? They said you don't need a mask. That's what they said. Unvaccinated Americans... You don't need our vaccinated Americans do not need to wear a mask. That is what they said. So this idea that the vaccine is working perfectly is also a lie, which is why people don't take it. With the Delta variant to prevent severe hospitalization and death, we should be getting vaccinated to prevent severe disease in ourselves and to protect ourselves from the Delta variant and from getting severe COVID. Here's the new science that we saw just in the last several days. With prior variants, when people had um, these rare breakthrough infections, we didn't see the capacity of them to spread the virus to others. But with the Delta variant, we now see in our outbreak investigations that have been occurring over the last couple of weeks, in those outbreak investigations, we have been seeing that if you happen to have one of those breakthrough infections, that you can actually now pass it to somebody else. We thought that was really important for people to know and understand because when people are out there vaccinated thinking that even if they get mild illness they can't give it to someone else if they're then going to a loved one who's immunocompromised who isn't yet vaccinated or couldn't yet be vaccinated we wanted them to take the protection to protect others um, so that was the new science that prompted the guidance and um, you know it was not uh, it, it was it weighed heavily I, I know that sure. this is not a message America wants to hear the reason I was asking is because just yesterday you also put out the CDC did a new science brief, which contained. I love this. You put out a new science brief yesterday. So we're just going to totally normalize what you're saying here that that documented and fully vaccinated individuals. They, they you got to be or you're not are you going to have to wear a mask until we get total compliance. You're going to have to wear a mask. What's the guarantee there? And then you lie to me and tell me that the vaccine's working perfectly as you expected, which is also a lie. The sentence, these findings, along with the early evidence for reduced viral load in vaccinated people who develop COVID-19, suggests that any associated transmission risk is likely to be substantially reduced in vaccinated people. So even though that brief came out just yesterday, you're saying that's no longer operative. Yeah, we are. Um, you know, this, as I said, the, the science that prompted this guidance is just days old. And in the coming days- so, so to be clear, 
what should have been said by uh, Bergman there on CNN, John Berman, is this. So yesterday you put out a guidance and less than 12 hours later you're scrapping the guidance you put out yesterday. And you understand why people don't believe anything you're saying, right? Like, you guys, can y'all get your act together? Like, why would you put out a declarative medical statement yesterday, contradict it in 12 hours this morning? That's what a real journalist would say. You understand why people aren't listening to you guys. Because when you do this, people have no faith in what you're telling them to do next. In other words, I'll wait and see what you change it to in a day or a week or a month. Is you will actually see the uh, published information on the science that motivated okay. this change. So can you? Qu- yeah. So we're going to publish this. We're going to publish the science, which we won't give you yet. But don't worry, we're going to give you the science. We know we contradict ourselves in 13 hours, but this is new information. Okay. Well, then maybe I won't get the vaccine. Maybe I wait another week. Maybe I wait another month. Maybe I wait to see what the booster number is next. Right? How many booster shots am I going to get? Maybe I just don't trust you at all, and therefore I'm not going to get the vaccine. Let me just clue these idiots in at the White House and the CDC and the the director here at Walensky. It's time for you guys to resign. It's time for Dr. Rochelle Walensky to resign. It's time for Dr. Fauci to resign. Let me explain why. It's not about politics this point. It's about trust. I don't trust you and neither do the rest of Americans. I would argue more than 50% of Americans don't trust you. And if your job is to give people medical advice and then you want us to listen to you, then you need to actually realize you guys have compromised yourself, your own integrity. There is no one to blame but you. Dr. Fauci is one of the most polarizing figures in America. Prove me wrong. I would argue that Dr. Fauci is more polarizing at this point than Donald Trump. There is no faith in Fauci or Walensky. And if you truly care about getting this country vaccinated, then you need to resign. Because you idiots have never admitted you got anything wrong, especially Fauci. People don't trust you. So if you care about saving lives, then you need to resign and find a doctor that Americans actually do trust. Ben Ferguson filling in for Jesse Kelly. You can send me a tweet during the break. See you back here in a moment. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday... I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, good evening. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for my good friend Jesse Kelly tonight. He'll be back with you tomorrow. Are you ready to wear masks? Are you ready to comply? Are you ready to just shut it all down? The CDC director has now come out, said that there are areas that need documented full vaccination in schools and low case rates to start thinking about loosening School masks. So in other words, we're going to hold your kids hostage with masks in schools, maybe even bring them back home unless you go get the vaccine. Fully vaccinated people can spread the Delta variant is what we're also being told right now. Now, this is very confusing, of course, right? No, it's not confusing. Trust us. We know what we're talking about. We've got it all covered, my friends. It's, it's totally fine and normal. Everything we're saying. Now, the CDC director, Walensky, stated that if there are areas where, quote, we have full vaccination schools, then your kids can take their masks off. She also says there's too many hot spots in America. And so if you want your kids, yeah, if you want your kids to be able to take their mask off, you better get the vaccine. Take a listen. That's no longer operative. Yeah, we are. um, You know, this, as I said, the the science that prompted this guidance is just days old. And in the coming days, you will actually see the uh, published information on the science that motivated this change. So can you quantify how much transmission uh, of this new Delta, Delta variant is coming from vaccinated people? What we know is the vast majority, the, you, what you call the sea of orange and red on the map, the vast majority of that transmission is coming from unvaccinated people. And if you look at that map, 80% of those counties that are red are, from, um, are in areas that have less than 40% of vaccine, vaccinated people. So our lowest areas of vaccination are um, producing 80% of those red counties. So let, let, me, let me just say one thing in here real quick. <laughs> I want to be done with this crap. If there's any place we should be able to find common ground, it's on that. I think we're all tired of living this way. I think we're all tired of 
worrying that more lockdowns are coming. I think we're all tired of wearing masks, which is one of the reasons why so many people got the vaccine. People are tired of worrying that things are going to get canceled. Right? That's, I mean, this is, we're, we're all sick and tired of it. Like, everybody wants to go back to living life. I also think there's a large part of this government that doesn't want us to. They want to control you. They want to control you and what you do, and they want to be in charge. And they need a lot of people to be unemployed. Let's just be honest about it. The Democratic Party needs people to be unemployed. A certain number. So those people are totally and completely dependent on them. So they can say, vote for us and we'll give you more free crap. You know, you look at the numbers. Georgia, for example, if a single dude last year was making 30 grand and he got all the government benefits because of COVID, he made $64,000 this last year, not working one day. Can you, can you think about that real quick? Think about that number real fast. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say it again because it's a significant number. COVID allowed them to take over the lives. COVID allowed for people to have the government run their life by the government giving them money. And a single dude in Georgia that made 30 grand before COVID got up to $64,000 with COVID. Who do you think that guy's going to vote for? Seriously, who do you think he's going to vote for? It's not going to be a bunch of Republicans. You just doubled his salary and he doesn't have to work. Pretty impressive. Now, this is about control. You know, other headlines, I'm just going to read them for you. Vaccinated teachers and students don't need masks, CDC says. That was July 9th of this year. Nope, changing that real quick. CDC will recommend everyone in K-12 through schools wear a mask, regardless of vaccination status in new guidance. Hold on. Let's go back. I liked you more July the 9th. July the 9th. We're, 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 right now today is July the 28th, folks. This is how different things are. July the 9th, headline from AP. Vaccinated teachers and students don't need masks, CDC says. Fast forward the 28th, just kidding. CDC will recommend everyone in K-12 through schools wear a mask regardless of vaccination status in new guidance. In fact, I want to play that audio of the teachers union again. Because the teachers unions have figured out they might be able to get a whole nother year where they don't actually have to teach you your kids anything and they'll get a pay raise for this. Take a listen. Well, vaccination is the number one gold standard um, that we need to, you know, bring back our masks for schools. So the bottom line is we're going to keep kids safe. We're going to keep our members safe. And we're going to try to open up schools and we're going to try to move through this political battlefield. Political battlefield? That seems like an odd comment, isn't it? These teachers unions, what did I say first hour, October? I'm telling you, I'm calling it now. Remember this. And if I'm wrong, you can, you can tweet at me and tell me I'm wrong. Say, Ben Ferguson, you suck. You're wrong. They're going to shut down schools and we're going to go back to virtual learning by October. I'm just telling you right now it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So don't tell me it's not because they're going to figure out a way to get a paycheck without having to go to work because it's easier for them to do virtual learning. And remember, you're trying to kill your teacher if you don't get vaccinated. They're going to say the vaccination rates are so low 
right? The vaccine rates are just so low that these teachers cannot be expected to do their jobs while you're trying to kill them. Everybody else can. Nope, nope, not this one. Now, of course, Jen Psaki, she says, well, we're just changing the mass mandates guidelines due to evolving data. There's nothing wrong here. This is very normal. Sure. Well, first, um, I know this is slightly awkward timing, uh, but and I know there's a lot of reporting out there about the CDC guidance. It is not only appropriate for them to make the decisions, it's also appropriate for them to officially announce their own guidance. Uh, I will say, though, that uh, how we view this, uh, as as you asked about, Alex, uh, implementation uh, of their guidelines that they'll outline on a call with all of you later this afternoon, that we are still in the midst of a once in a generation pandemic battling an ever-evolving virus. Um, We have said uh, since the beginning of June uh, that the Delta variant, a rising variant that had uh, increasing, was clear from the beginning, had uh, a great deal of transmissibility, was a threat. Uh, to people who were unvaccinated. We did more than 100 interviews with officials conveying exactly that. And the reality is we are dealing with a much different strain of this virus than we were uh, even earlier in the spring, back in May, when the uh, masking guidance was uh, was done, provided by the CDC at that time. So in other words, everything's going to change. It's going to change often, and you just need to know we've got it. If all of this is true, everything they're saying right now, Why do we have a wide open southern border? If this is such a threat, if we have to lock our kids back down, we have to lock our businesses back down. We got to advocate for people being fired from their jobs. We have to advocate for the teachers if they don't get vaccinated, losing their jobs. I mean, New Jersey is firing right now nurses and doctors who are refusing to get the vaccine. Did you know that depending on what state you look at, 30 to 40 percent of healthcare workers have not gotten the COVID-19 vaccine? Anyone want to ask them why? Maybe it's because they know what I know, which is this is changing a lot. You can barely keep up with it. We got guidance that came out yesterday that doesn't even match the guidance they're giving us today. Let me say that again. The CDC is putting out guidance yesterday that contradicts them this morning. So why do you think 30% of healthcare workers, 40% in some states have not gotten the jab? Because they don't trust the data yet. It's very clear they don't know what they're doing. It's very clear that this is changing. And I'm okay with things changing. But when you manipulate and you lie to me while doing it and you never admit you got anything wrong. In all of this, you know how many times Fauci's come out and said I screwed up? Not once. How can you not come out one time, even on a little thing, just say, dude, we got it wrong. Don't even say I got it wrong. Just say we got it wrong. We did the best we could. If you just admitted that once, more Americans would trust you. Representative Chip Roy said we have a crisis at our southern border and we're playing footsie with mass mandates in the people's house. He's right. I'm going to give that audio for you coming up next on the Jesse Kelly Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Download my podcast during the break if you like the show today. I'd love to keep up with you on our podcast as well. Much more ahead. Jesse Kelly returns next. Welcome back. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight for my good friend Jesse. He will be back with you tomorrow. Mass mandates, taking away your rights, and telling you you'll get it all back at some point. At some point, we'll give it all back to you as long as you comply and do what we tell you to do. 
Now, if everything is as bad as the left is telling us things are, right, because everything obviously is terrible right now, and it's just we're all, you know, we're all going to die pretty much at this point. It's just everything's horrific. You need to understand that everything is terrible. And if you just hurry up and get vaccinated, we're going to be, this will all work its way out. Then why are they doing nothing at the border? Can someone tell me? If this thing is as bad as they say that it is, then why are we not doing more at the border to stop people from coming in? Why not? Well, a congressman asked that exact question today on the floor of the House after Nancy Pelosi said, put the mask back on. Representative Chip Roy got a text message from somebody in his district saying this. Take a listen. I've got a text here from a sheriff in a small Texas town saying we're passing an emergency declaration tonight at city council that no illegal immigrants can be released in the city of Uvalde per the CDC guidelines of countries on their list without a negative COVID test. And we have had our health authority write orders that give us the authority to have them government, border patrol and immigrant quarantine for 10 to 14 days. We have a crisis at our border and we're playing footsie with mask mandates in the people's house. I mean, it's absolutely absurd what this body is doing, the people's house. It's an embarrassment. It's a mockery. And the American people are fed up. They want to go back to life. They want to go back to business. They want to go back to school without their children being forced to wear masks, to be put in the corner, to have mental health issues. And we're running around here, and the speaker comes down here at 10 o'clock in the morning saying, we got to wear masks in the people's house while we've got thousands of people pouring across our border, and Democrats don't do a darn thing about it, heavily infected with COVID. We have the New York Times, okay, today. What a mess. CDC about to reverse on indoor masking for the vaccinated, quote-unquote. This is some serious nanny state stuff that will only breed resentment. No kidding. Consider resentment being magnified right here in the floor of the House of Representatives. We are absolutely sick and tired of it, and so are the American people. This sham of an institution is doing nothing for the American people. Nothing for the betterment of the people that send their representatives here. I just met this morning with an organization that tries to take care of people from human trafficking. Met with an elected official from Mexico. While cartels are raping and pillaging and killing. And we have people infected with COVID coming across our southern border into Texas. And you all put masks, masks up front here, here on the people's house. We got to go around and see, okay, we can't come to the floor. I can't execute my constitutional duty unless I wear a mask. Which is it? Vaccines or masks? Do the vaccines work or they don't work? Do the masks work so they don't work? I'd like to know which it is. I'd like Dr. Fauci to come down and answer a single question about natural immunity. Have you been infected with a virus? Do you have immunity? Or are they just going to go around poking people saying you must take a vaccine? Oh, but sorry, the vaccine doesn't work. You must wear a mask. This institution is a sham, and we should adjourn. And sh- I, I love this. This institution, he's referring to Congress, is a sham. If, if everything that they're saying right now is what it is, then you must do a better job at the border. But they're just looking the other way. They don't give a crap. They don't care about who's coming across the border right now, and if they have the Delta variant or anything else, they don't care. 
And if they, and again, this is hypocrisy. You, you, for for caring about masks while ignoring the border crisis and not mandating the people coming across the border illegally actually get tested. This new mask recommendation from the CDC is political theater. I'm glad someone's finally saying it, by the way. It's all political theater. If it is as bad as they say that it is, then right now something clearly should happen at the border where they say you can't come across the border. You just can't. We're not going to allow you to come across the border. This is something that we believe is a threat to all of us. (laughs) Oh, no, it's about control, folks. Put your mask back on. If all of you do get the vaccine, we'll let you take it off. But until then, uh uh-uh. You got to put your mask back on. Your kids, yeah, we're going to hold them hostage. We're going to hold them hostage in our schools until you guys get out of the red and the yellow in your communities with number of people infected. It's all your fault. (laughs) If you want to actually get people to do what you're asking them to do. I say this to the Surgeon General. I say this to Fauci. I say this to the CDC. I say this to the White House. If you want people to start doing what you're asking them to do, then find people that we actually respect. Find people that we can work with that we actually respect. Because there's too many people now that, that, that I have zero respect for. You know, you, you look at the, look at Don Lemon, for example. Don Lemon had a conversation the other night uh, with um, Cuomo, what's his name? Chris Cuomo. And they were actually saying that they believe that what should happen to you is that you shouldn't be able to live your life the way that you want to live your life. It should be impossible for you to do anything in your life if you don't get vaccinated. We want to make it impossible for you to live your life. This is just one more example of the left politicizing this. One more example of where they change the bar. And, and Mr. play this. I'm going to send it to you. I want you to play this. He says that adults refusing to get vaccinated are basically acting like children, and they're trying to kill you. Right? We're going back into that. If you don't do what we tell you to do, then we're going to say that, that you're trying to kill us. Before we go, how much... We've been on television for almost in, well, it's a year and a half, right? A little bit longer. How much evidence did they need when they saw the hundreds of thousands of people dying from COVID and the height of it? I mean, how? Well, Don, that's, this is my point. This is, I couldn't love my brother-in-law more than I do, but he is, and he's a smart guy, but it became completely political for him. You know, he's smart enough to know about what vaccines do. He worked in sciences all his life. But it became a statement. It's like Democrats, this is good for Democrats. If You know, COVID was bad for Donald Trump, and it's good for Democrats. It got that black and white. Uh, and so that if he acknowledged that COVID was a problem and got the vaccination, 
he was saying, well, maybe the Democrats were right. And that's why he refused. I, I guess. I still haven't gotten a clear answer. Boy, oh, boy. By, right. by the way, I'm going to just hit pause there. But there's one part here where Don Lemon actually says adults refusing to get. And I'm going to play this for you after the break. But adults refusing to get vaccinated are acting like idiots and nonsensical. We're just beat you in submission, folks. We're going to tell everybody you're an idiot. Ben Ferguson filling in for Jesse Kelly. Much more coming up. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for my good buddy tonight. And uh, de Blasio, he is now saying it is time for voluntary vaccinations are over. We need mandates in this country. Before I get to that, though... Fed chair, this is shocking news. Inflation could be worse than expected. No. You mean if you spend trillions of dollars you don't have, you shut down an economy, there might be issues with inflation? I didn't see that one coming. Generous unemployment benefits kept people from working. What? You mean that if you pay people more to stay home than they can get one by going to work, people will do it? I, I can't believe this is true. This is shocking. I've never wanted to be a Fed chairman until right now, because clearly I could figure this crap out. Jerome Powell, chairman of the Federal Reserve, said during a press conference today that inflation, quote, could be worse than what was originally expected, and that the, quote, generous unemployment benefits contributed to people not working. No blank. Powell spoke to reporters shortly after the Fed's Federal Open Market Committee announced it would keep interest rates at 0 to 0.25% baseline range and continue its monthly purchase of at least $80 billion in Treasury bonds, no big deal, and $40 billion in mortgage-backed securities. So keep buying houses, folks, because it's going to be cheap for another six months at least. He did, however, note that, quote, the economy has made progress towards the Fed goal of maximum employment inflation on track to be slightly higher than 2% annually. That's not good. While the U.S. remains more than 6.8 million jobs below its February 2020 peak, inflation has risen to an annual rate of more than 5%, well above the Fed's target, largely due to supply distributions and kinks related to the reopening of the economy. Now, what's interesting is the U.S. remains more than 6.8 million jobs below its 2020 peak, right? You know how many Americans have not taken jobs on purpose? About 8.1 million, 8.2, depending on what study you look at. So if we just shut everything down of the government, like letting you be a child and not work, they'd all go back to work, folks, and this would fix itself very quickly. Oh, but we can't do that because we're the Democrats. We need people dependent on us. Quote, as the reopening continues, bottlenecks, hiring difficulties, and other constraints could continue to limit how quickly we can adjust, raising the possibility that inflation could turn out to be higher and more persistent than we expect. In other words, major inflation is coming your way. Our new framework for monetary policy emphasizes the importance of having well-anchored inflation expectations, both to foster price stability and to enhance our ability to promote our broad-based and inclusive maximum employment goal. Powell also reportedly noted that, quote, generous unemployment benefits were among the factors that kept Americans from going back to work. So if Powell is saying this, why isn't the White House acting on it? 
Why not have a press conference saying we're shutting all this crap down in 30 days? Go back to work, you adults. Go back to work. We're cutting the money off. We gave you generous unemployment benefits clearly for far too long. Now a bunch of you become lazy. Go get off your parents' couch or your couch and pay your own damn bills. There's an idea. Call me old-fashioned, by the way, but this is exactly what should be said. This is exactly how it should be said. I've had enough of this crap. All right, let me go back to the mass for a moment. Local leaders getting on the bandwagon, beating the drum for mandates to Blasio, saying volunteering to get it is over. Now we want to mandate it. Take a listen. We've got to shake people at this point and say, come on now. We tried voluntary. You know, we could not have been more kind and compassionate as a country. Free testing everywhere you turn. Incentives. Friendly, warm embrace. The voluntary phase is over. We can keep doing those things. I'm not saying shut it down. I'm saying voluntary alone doesn't work. It's time for mandates. Time for mandates, folks. So in other words, it was going to be a mandate all along. Sounds like it, right? We tried to fake you out and tell you had a choice. You really don't. We tried to tell you it's your body, your choice. You really don't. We tried to tell you nicely to do something and you didn't do it. So now we're just going to mandate it. The hell with all you. You have no rights. You have no freedoms. This is the United States of America. What do you think? You, you think you can just go around and not do what we tell you to do? Listen to the psychotic nature of de Blasio again. And every time he says something, I want you to think about what this country is supposed to be. The freest country in the world. Tell me if any of this has any thing to do with freedom it has nothing to do with freedom they basically said we tried to be nice and let you do it on your own but the mandate was coming whether you like it or not so now we're saying the gloves are coming off and the government's going to going to suffocate you and beat you into submission shake you his word shake you we've got to shake people at this point and say come on now we tried voluntary you know we could not have been more kind and compassionate as a country free testing Everywhere you turn, incentives, friendly, warm embrace. The voluntary phase is over. We can keep doing those things. I'm not saying shut it down. I'm saying voluntary alone doesn't work. It's time for mandates. Time for mandates. We got to shake you. We were nice to you. Now the government and the iron fist of your government's going to come down on you. He's not the only one getting in on this, by the way. Governor Gavin Newsom, you know, the guy that's up for a recall election in California. He's not worried about, though, right? Because he knows he's living with a bunch of crazies out there in California. And so many of the sane people have actually left. They're like, we're out of here. See ya. This anarchy out here, these shutdowns ruining our lives and our businesses. Yeah, no, we're gone. People are leaving left and right. But Gavin Newsom now has equated you not getting your vax with drinking and driving. And with all due respect... You don't have a choice to go out and drink and drive and put everybody else's lives at risk. That's the equivalent of this moment with the deadliness and efficiency of the Delta virus. You're putting other people's, innocent people's lives at risk. You know what's funny about innocent people's lives at risk? Just just want to think about this for half a second. These are the same people that have taken away your police officers because they pandered. Look at Seattle. Seattle mayor now is begging for more cops after six mass shootings this past weekend in Seattle. 
You want to know how many police officers have left Seattle because the police officers are afraid that they're going to go to jail for doing their jobs? 250 officers have disappeared in the last 17 months with the Antifa Black Lives Matter crap. Democratic Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin is now begging for police, more police, after six shootings that were all classified as, quote, mass shootings over the weekend and more than 250 officers down in the last 18, excuse me, 17 months have left her city in chaos. Five of the six shootings occurred within blocks of one another and left four people dead and seven others injured. She said, quote, as a city, we cannot continue on this current trajectory of losing police officers. Well, maybe you shouldn't have come out as being anti-police. Mayor Durkin said at a press conference, quote, over the last 17 months, the Seattle Police Department has lost 250 men or women, which is the equivalent of over 300,000 service hours. We're on a path to losing 300 police officers, she went on to say. You go woke, you go broke. You go woke and you turn into anarchy. You go anti-cop. What the hell did you think was going to happen? Like the other Democratic-run metropolitan cities across the country, Seattle has seen a drastic reduction in the size of their police force, losing 20% of its officers, who all cite the same thing, an anti-police climate in the city as the prime mover for quitting or retiring early. She added that her city's woes are part of a national epidemic that produced more than 900 shootings last week alone. Why did you think it was going to happen? You get rid of cops, you dehumanize cops, you dehumanize the people that give you law and order, did you not think this is what was going to happen? The total people, number of people shot this year in Seattle has increased 61% thus far this year. Significantly more than the already alarming increase of 33% nationally compared to the same seven-month time period between 2017 and 2020, according to a new Fox News report. Last year, Durkin said the city, Seattle City Council was the problem when they butt heads over the council's attempt to defund the police department. She ultimately tried to veto the resolution. Doesn't matter. You're on the record. Your city hates cops. And when your cities hate cops, this is what happens. Cops start stop feeling safe, and they say, we're out of here. Ben Ferguson filling in for Jesse Kelly. He'll be back with you tomorrow. Much more on this coming up. Don't forget, during the break, follow me on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, Ben Ferguson Show. And you can also download my podcast I do every day. It's the Ben Ferguson Podcast. Grab it wherever you get your podcasts. More coming up. Jesse Kelly returns next. All right, welcome back. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for my good friend tonight. He'll be back with you tomorrow night. So I told you a moment ago, the Fed chair is saying, hey, inflation could turn out to be a lot higher than we expected. And we are kind of shocked that we gave away so much money to so many people. And then they just didn't want to ever go back to work. Yeah, couldn't have seen that coming. If these are the experts that are supposed to like protect us from the you-know-what hitting the fan, we are screwed. We are, we are totally screwed. Also, President Joe Biden just came out a moment ago blaming the pandemic on the unvaccinated and said they weren't as smart as they thought they were. Yeah, you're a bunch of idiots now. <laughs> yeah, you're a moron. You thought you knew what was going on. And I'm calling an audible here, uh, Mr. Producer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you to play something else first. Here is the comments that just came out a moment ago from President Biden. 
clearly blaming the pandemic on the unvaccinated and mocking them and telling them that they're not as smart as they thought they were. In other words, you didn't get the vaccine, you're an idiot. Will you require all federal employees to get vaccinated? That's under consideration right now, but if you're not vaccinated, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. But if you're not vaccinated, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. We have a pandemic because of the unvaccinated, and there's so much enormous confusion. And then only one thing we know for sure, if those other 100 million people got vaccinated, we'd be in a very different world. So get vaccinated. If you haven't, you're not nearly as smart as I said you were. There you go. And they're clapping for him. Yeah, you're a bunch of idiots. That's not the only thing, by the way. There's a little montage of the media that has been put together. And I want to play it for you right after what Joe Biden just said. A bunch of different members of the media saying basically the same thing that that Biden's saying now, which is you're all stupid. You're all idiots if you don't get the vaccine. And again, I go back to this point. If you truly believe the vaccine is going to save everybody's life then what makes you think treating people this way is going to make them go get the vaccine? If you talk down to people and you mock people and you ridicule people, it's not going to make them all of a sudden like have this like moment of clarity where they're like, oh, crap, I need to go get the vaccine. You know, you're right, Joe Biden. You're right, Chris Cuomo. You're right, Don Lemon. You're right, Joe Scarborough. You're right, all of you people in the media. What the hell was I thinking? I'm going to go get the vaccine tomorrow. This is not how you convince people to get the vaccine. When the view is on there mocking people for not getting the vaccine or even asking questions, and they mock you and act like you're an imbecile, it it doesn't make you just see the light at the end of the tunnel and go, yes, I'm going to run towards it. And I'm going to do what you said. I am so sorry. I was trying to kill grandma. Take a listen. To go out and drink and drive and put everybody else's lives at risk. That's the equivalent of this moment with the deadliness and efficiency of the Delta virus. You're putting other people's, innocent people's lives at risk. We tried voluntary. You know, we could not have been more kind and compassionate as a country. Free testing everywhere you turn, incentives, friendly, warm embrace. The voluntary phase is over. We can keep doing those things. I'm not saying shut it down. I'm saying voluntary alone doesn't work. It's time for mandates. It's selfish. If you're unvaccinated and you're going around without being tested, you are an arrogant, selfish as got proof of that don't get the vaccine you can't go to the supermarket don't have the vaccine you don't show it can't go to the ball game don't have the vaccine can't go to work you don't have the vaccine can't come here no shirt no shoes no service that's what i think we should be right now not sure if i'm nitpicking here but why not just get vaccinated or don't come to work um because if you get tested every week you risk exposing people if you test positive. If you want to come out into public, if you want to live your life, you need to get the vaccination. If you're okay, because I understand with people questioning their bodies, I like someone asking questions about that. But if you decide it's not the right decision for you, stay at home. If you're a school teacher, if you're a nurse, if you're a cop, you need to get vaccinated. And if you don't, you need to look for another job. 
I mean, if you're so scared or so intent or you're some Republican male who wants to screw around with the libs or something, then don't come on the cruise with me, okay? Leave the buffet all to me and get a rowboat and I'll meet you there sometime. But don't even don't even go there with me. The world is desperate for what we have complete access to here in this country. And only America, supposedly the greatest, supposedly the greatest, is making herself sick. Yeah, there it is, folks. You're an idiot, and you shouldn't even be able to buy food to survive off of. You're an idiot. Again, I'm, I'm I'm not trying to be cute. I'm being serious when I ask this question. What makes you think this type of rhetoric is going to make Americans listen to you and go out and do what you're asking them to do? What makes you think that this is the way that is going to get people to come to the table or go to the doctor or the pharmacy or get in line and get a vaccine? Republicans better stand up. Republicans better stand up and start saying no. That that's I mean, call me old school, but that's what should happen here. You look at I, I got to give a big shout out to Governor Greg Abbott in Texas. Governor Greg Abbott tweeted out earlier today. The time for government mass mandates is over. Let me read that again. The time for government mass mandates is over. Now is the time for personal responsibility. In May, I signed an executive order prohibiting mass mandates by government entities. Every Texan has a right to choose whether they wear a mask or have their children wear masks. Is he right or is he wrong? Tweet at me. Ben Ferguson on Twitter. Parler. Getter. Telegram. Send me your comments. I'll read some of them coming up on the air. Do you agree with Governor Abbott? Ben Ferguson filling in for Jesse Kelly. Much more coming up. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for my good friend Jesse. He will be back with you, manana. We're bilingual here. You like that? You're welcome. Yeah, just just all the legal immigrants out there listening right now. Just wanted you to feel at home. Don't worry, you can come across the border without a COVID test. But by golly, we're going to shut down everything in this country. All right, uh, joining me uh, now is a woman who's running against a Democrat. Governor Whitmer, Michigan, you know, she likes to lock everything down and the lockdowns are coming and your kids are going to be forced to wear masks. And if you don't comply, we're going to basically make it where you can't even go get your groceries. Now, my guest, Tudor Dixon, she has decided to step up and run against Governor Whitmer in Michigan. Tudor, always a pleasure to chat with you. Nice to have you on the Jesse Kelly Show tonight. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. So I want to play for you a montage real quick of the media. Now, the first part I'm going to play for you is going to be Joe Biden speaking about his, now it's your fault, you've ruined everything if you didn't get vaccinated. And then you're going to hear the media, what they have said over the last 24 hours about unvaccinated Americans. And then I'm going to get your reaction, but it's for everybody listening, you got to understand, it is the media and the White House against you. You are public enemy number one. We're treating you like you're some sort of terrorist, domestic terrorist. If you don't get the vaccine, here is, again, Biden from moments ago and then the media over the last 24 hours. Consideration right now that if you're not vaccinated, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. But if you're not vaccinated, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. We have a pandemic because of the unvaccinated. There's so much enormous confusion. And then only one thing we know for sure, if those other 100 million people got vaccinated, we'd be in a very different world. So get vaccinated. If you haven't, you're not going to be as smart as I said you were. And with all due respect, you don't have a choice to go out and drink and drive and put everybody else's lives at risk. That's the equivalent Gavin of this moment. This with the deadliness and efficiency of the Delta virus. You're putting other people's, innocent people's lives at risk. We tried voluntary. You know, we could not have been more kind and compassionate as a country. Free testing everywhere you turn. De Blasio. Incentives, friendly, warm embrace. 
the voluntary phase is over. We can keep doing those things. I'm not saying shut it down. I'm saying voluntary alone doesn't work. It's time for mandates. It's selfish. If you're unvaccinated and you're going around without being tested, you Geralda. are an arrogant, selfish SOB. You have proof of that? Don't get the vaccine. Don you Lemon. can't go to the supermarket. Don't have the vaccine. You don't show it. Can't go to the ball game. Don't have the vaccine. Can't go to work. You don't have the vaccine. Can't come here. No shirt, no shoes, no service. That's what I think we should be right now. Not sure if I'm nitpicking here, but why not just get vaccinated or don't come to work? Um, because if you get tested every week, you risk exposing people if you test positive. If you want to come out into public, if you want to live your life, you need to get the vaccination. If you're okay, because I understand with people questioning their bodies, I like someone asking questions about that. But if you decide it's not the right decision for you, stay at home. If you're a school teacher, if you're a nurse, if you're a cop, you need to get vaccinated. And if you don't, you need to look for another job. I mean, if you're so scared or so intent or you're some Republican male who wants to screw around with the libs or something, then don't come on the cruise with me, okay? Leave the buffet all to me and get a rowboat and I'll meet you there sometime. But don't even, don't even go there with me. The world is desperate for what we have complete access to here in this country. And only America, supposedly the greatest supposedly the greatest is making herself sick. Tudor, you're, you're, you hear this, and this is all choreographed. This has all come together in the last 24, 48 hours. And you're public enemy number one if you don't do what we tell you to do, and we're going to put the mask back on your kids. Even the, even the politics from the, from the CDC today is saying, you want the mask off your kids? You want it off your kids? Well, then you better start getting the vaccine, because if you don't, then then your, your kids are going to be wearing a mask forever. That's what the CDC director said this morning on CNN, that if you want these masks off your children in the schools and you need to go get vaccinated, you've got a governor that I think can't wait to shut things down. A lot of people don't realize just how bad things got in Michigan Give people a little reminder of, of what Michigan looked like in lockdowns under these extreme Democratic rules. And you guys could be going back there very soon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's just admit here, this is your daily dose of Democrat fear. What you just played is people who are saying, we played nice with you because we gave you a chance to comply. You didn't. Now big government's going to come in. Well, let me tell you what big government coming in looks like, because Michigan had absolutely the hardest lockdowns of all 50 states. So big government was so extreme in Michigan that we weren't allowed to garden. You could you could take a certain boat out, but not a different type of boat out. I mean, what what is the difference between two boats? But this is how much control the governor in Michigan had. We We had one month, really, if you think about it, one month for our greenhouses to sell all of their supply that they've grown all year. And she shut them down. She said, you can't go in and buy plants and you can't garden in your yard. Then it was so extreme. And, and, and let's just think about that, because there's a lot of people that didn't realize this is what what you guys dealt with in Michigan, where and, and let's let's paint that full picture so people understand the kind of the Michigan way of life. You guys are freezing cold for because of 
where you are in the country for several months in the winter time. So you're when when spring and summer comes, you guys are outside far more than the majority of Americans are. When when the when the temperatures rise, you guys are outdoorsmen in Michigan. You're on the lakes. You're out in your yard. You're doing the the flowers that you know are going to die. It's okay because you've been cooped up. And she took all of that away from you with no science behind it saying that you should. I mean, who, what, what world do we live in when their entire governor of an entire state says you can't actually plant flowers in your yard or your garden? Let, let, me, let me make it clear how bad this was. We have in our neighborhood a widow. She is in her 70s or 80s. She called a man to come and mow her lawn. You weren't allowed to do that. If you had a lawn service, you were shut down. This woman is elderly, lives alone. Neighbors called the police. The police came and told this guy, if you don't stop mowing her lawn, we're going to arrest you. He's outside by himself by himself, mowing an elderly woman's lawn. The governor has orders against that. That's how extreme it is. This is how government can control every aspect of your life. And she said, you know, I'm going to take care of the most vulnerable. Look, not only were the people that were living at home in a bad situation, but then you know what she did with the nursing homes. And just last week, we have the Department of Justice saying, yeah, guess what? We're not going to investigate New York, Pennsylvania, and Michigan, where we know at least one third of our COVID deaths are nursing homes, but the director of health and human services, Elizabeth Hertel came out and said, you know what, that number could be twice as many. We didn't really have time to pay attention. So think of the bizarrity of that, how, how crazy that is, because they didn't have time to pay attention to how many deaths there were in nursing homes, but you can have the police come and almost arrest a man who's mowing an elderly woman's lawn. That what it looks like when you have government shutdowns and they are in every aspect of your life. Well, let's talk about the, the other shocking news and, and we got to take a break real quick, but I want to set this up. There was a controversy in your state of Michigan uh, about nursing homes and the number of COVID deaths related to forcing people that had the vaccine into the nursing or I'm sorry, forcing people that had COVID-19 back into assisted living facilities, just like we saw in New York. There has been zero accountability from what I understand in your state when it comes to that. I want you to get into that coming up next. Uh, It is uh, my guest with me. Check her out and support, if you want to, her campaign. Uh, Tudor Dixon is a strong Republican, conservative running for office in Michigan. You can check her out online. You can get her on on Twitter as well, on Facebook. But this is what we need in this country. More people, just like my guests, standing up to power and running up that hill saying, we want our freedoms back. We'll have more of this conversation coming up next. Ben Ferguson filling in for my good friend Jesse Kelly right after this. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. All right, welcome back. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for my good friend Jesse. By the way, if you like what I've been doing this evening, I'd love for you to listen to my podcast each and every day. 
You can download the Ben Ferguson podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Latest poll numbers are out. Rasmussen has Biden's approval hitting a new low at 46 percent. 52 percent now disapprove of Joe Biden. Uh, That is sinking like a rock. This new poll released by Rasmussen uh, this morning shows that President Joe Biden's approval rating has dropped to the lowest level of his presidency thus far at 46 percent. His disapproval, 52 percent putting him six points underwater. The daily tracking results are showing that people are, well, two things. One, they don't believe he's really in charge. And two, they don't believe he's doing enough when it comes to COVID. Now, the definition of enough, I don't know what that exactly means. Does that mean you believe he doesn't have control over it or that he's using the government too much to try to dictate to people what to do? My guest with me, Tudor Dixon, she is running for governor against Governor Whitmer in Michigan, uh, where extreme lockdowns decimated that state. Tudor, uh, again, nice to have you with us tonight. And I want to get straight back to this question for you. And that is, has your economy economy there come back? How far down are you guys from pre-pandemic levels? And what happens in your state if Governor Whitmer does exactly, and, and this is what I expect her to do, I expect her to come down heavy-handed and say, we're going back into these types of lockdowns and regulations we had before because it gives us ultimate power. Well, the state, a few mu- a few weeks ago, there was a report that came out and said that of all 50 states, Michigan on the financial economic comeback scale was 51st because they counted Washington, D.C. So that's an example of how effective lockdowns are on an economy. We are dead last. And, and really struggling. Even when we go to restaurants, I mean, I travel all across our state and all of our restaurants and small businesses are saying, not only is business down, but we're really suffering. And the ones that don't have business down, they're saying, we have no workforce. Because remember, Gretchen Whitmer will not get rid of that additional federal unemployment. So we have no workforce. We're losing our workforce. Our, our, our small businesses are shocked by this. And then there's like this strange trick going on, right? Because people are like, well, there aren't any jobs out there. So we're going to put our, ourselves in for more unemployment. Well, no, no, no. Michigan has a lot of really good jobs available. We need to get that out there and help. The best thing government could do right now is help advertise the fact that we have really good businesses and really good jobs. But Gretchen Whitmer, she, she doesn't care about our businesses. She's knocked down all kinds of opportunities to help our small businesses get out of this with this COVID money. She knocks that down. And she's also hurting our kids because just last week, we have the opportunity to have a $155 million plan for scholarships for kids for reading because Michigan is in terrible shape. We have 30, 32% reading proficiency. Seven out of 10 of our children are below the reading level they should be. We're in a we're in a desperate situation. And this is, you know, we don't even know how bad it is after COVID. But this governor, she even did that to our children. She even hurt our kids. She said, you know what, these these were thousand dollar scholarships per child to have extra reading help. And she said, no, we're not going to do that. One of her former top advisors was quoted as saying, it smells like vouchers. Ben, do you know what that means? So means I, lo- I this love this. Governor- so we're not going to help kids read because it smells like vouchers when really it's just right. helping kids read. 
Right, right. It, it, and, and let me let me translate that for you. It smells like parents might have too much control over their kids' education, and we can't let that happen. That's where we are. No, come on. Let's give parents control of their children's education. They should have control. We shouldn't be 38th in the country for education. That's outrageous. You know, we have no reason to be in that situation. You, you talked about the, the can't find people to work problem um having that same problem in in where i am we literally are begging people to come interview last week i went out poaching as we call it right you go try to find workers other places and hire them for more money couldn't find anyone that wanted to even talk because their employers there's people now giving five hundred thousand dollars signing bonuses for jobs that used to be minimum wage and still people aren't showing up for job interviews. And the Fed chairman came out today saying, hey, by the way, inflation could be worse than expected. Why? Because of generous this is his quote, his words, not mine. Generous unemployment benefits kept people from working. Well, if you know this, then why aren't you stopping it right now? And that's the question I asked for Governor Whitmer. But I, and I know the answer. Governor Whitmer wants to get reelected, and she says, if I keep giving out all this money, people are going to vote for me again, she believes, which means people like you don't stand a chance against her in the election. I, that's their logic, right? I own enough people because they are dependent on me for their next paycheck without having to go to work for it. So the generous, quote, unemployment benefits that are keeping people from working are, are designed so that Democrats can get reelected. Am I wrong? No, absolutely. And you said it earlier, support me. Absolutely. Because we have a real opportunity to take her out of office. And and if you go to my website, it's tudordixon.com. That's T-U-D-O-R-D-I-X-O-N.com. And, and we can get her out of office. And, and Ben, it's so important to everybody, all of your listeners out there, because Michigan is oftentimes a deciding factor in the presidential election. So in 22, Michigan has to become Republican to impact 24 the way we need to, to make sure that we are not under a how, Joe Biden. How did you guys get, and, and this is something that so many people listening across the country tonight are, are, are going to be asking, so I'm going to ask the question. How did you guys get such a liberal extremist governor? Because a lot of people think of Michigan and they think, okay, yes, it may be a toss-up, a swing state, but it doesn't come across as a New Jersey or a New York or a California. But but Governor Whitmer could, could easily, I would argue, be elected in a place like California or New York or New Jersey. And you guys have her in Michigan, which I consider to be very much a swing state. How did y'all get such an extremist? Did she lie? Did she fake it? What happened? Yeah, let's remember, our last governor was a Republican. So we go back and forth. We go from Republican to Democrat. It's not it's not a true blue state, as people sometimes think. But but we ended up with a woman who came off as one thing. And she said, you know, she was for she didn't say she was for big government. She said she was for little little money in campaigns. She was for transparency. She didn't want government overreach. She 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 talked a good game. But then she got in, and guess what? I mean, we'll all remember she was auditioning to be vice president. And so she wanted to impress the most woke. And by doing that, she's adopted political science in this this pandemic that she cannot back away from. 
Uh, it's amazing that she, and again, it's shocking because a lot of people don't realize or remember she was auditioning for the vice presidency and she was going hard all in to get that VP. Uh, Tudor, I really appreciate you coming on. We wish you luck in your campaign. Uh, hold her accountable and, and go to, again, give your website out one more time for people that want to find out more about you. Yes, please go to TudorDixon.com. It's T-U-D-O-R-D-I-X-O-N.com. Thank you so much. Tudor, good luck. It's crazy. Much more. Ben Ferguson filling in for Jesse Kelly coming up. All right, welcome back. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for Jesse Kelly. If you like what I've been doing tonight, please make sure you check out my podcast. I do each and every day. It's the Ben Ferguson podcast. You can download it. It's free. You can subscribe for free. You can also follow me on Twitter, Ben Ferguson Show. Also on Parler and Getter and Telegram and Facebook, Ben Ferguson there. Uh, Check the little blue check mark. And there's only two of us out there that have a blue check mark. It's me and a snowboarder. I'm not the snowboarder. Just FYI. One's a little fun thing that happens. So a couple years ago, the X Games were going on. And ESPN kept tagging me that I was having, like, wicked runs on the slopes. And I just kept tweeting them out saying it was, you know, killer run today. Well, then when he made the Olympic team, right, for the Winter Olympics, they tagged me. So I'm technically an Olympian. It says so by Twitter, right? Blue check mark. Send it out. ESPN actually sent it out. I'm an Olympian. You're welcome. I played along. I wasn't going to tell him no. Like they, I'm sure that I, I felt bad for the other Ben Ferguson. One day I'll meet him and I'll be like, dude, thanks. I'm an Olympian because you appreciate that. Student loan pandering's happening now, and there's confusion over who can and who can't cancel student loan debt. You know a midterm election's coming up when Nancy Pelosi is actually disagreeing with Joe Biden because she wants the credit for canceling American student loan debt, not Joe Biden. Pelosi has just come out contradicting the White House, saying student loan forgiveness has to be an act of Congress. That also is now contradicting Chuck Schumer. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi just threw cold water on the idea being pushed by other Democrats that President Joe Biden could actually um, cancel student loan debt. He could give student loan forgiveness through an executive order. Quote, people think that the President of the United States of America has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not, Pelosi said during her press conference. He can postpone, he can delay, but he does not have that power. That would be an act of Congress. Other Democratic lawmakers, led by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Elizabeth Warren, have repeatedly urged Biden to enact student loan forgiveness of $50,000 per federal loan borrower. Take a listen to Elizabeth Warren advocating for this new policy, which is nothing but socialism and buying votes. Tick tock, tick tock, Mr. President. Millions of Americans ask you now to pick up a pen and cancel student loan debt, to pick up a pen and extend the payment pause. Okay, so let's understand what this is. This is buying votes at a very, very expensive level. That's what this is. Democratic lawmakers want to take 50 grand off the books of every federal loan borrower and just say, 
it's disappeared. Now, it's not because we have to pay for it, right? But who gives a crap because we're already trillions of dollars in debt, so let's buy votes. Now, this is the most expensive vote I've ever seen bought. 50 grand to get you a vote. Now, I know people that have already said, hell yeah, I'll do that deal. I'll vote for a Democrat at least one election. I'll vote for a guy that if if voting for Joe Biden means I get $12,500 a year over the four years, right? I'll take that deal. And then I'll go back and be a Republican. But you take $50,000 of student loan debt, which is really about seventy grand if you look at how long the average person waits to pay off their student loan debt and interest and all that. You're in the $60,000 to $70,000 range, right? A lot of people pay the minimums. They don't try to actually pay it off. Now, there's another part of this that really just hacks me off. I can't say the other word I want to say, but I'll say it this way. What about all the responsible people that work two jobs to pay off their student loan debt? Or three jobs. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'll give you an example. I wrote a book. All right. I wrote a book when I was 20 years old. Uh, Harper Collins um, gave me a book deal. And I wrote a book and it did pretty well. And I got a fat check. First check came in. You want to know what I did with that money? I didn't go buy a car. I paid the taxes. I put it aside, paid the taxes, because I knew other checks were coming, so I didn't want to like then lose those checks, right? So I did the whole amount. I knew I was probably going to get my hands on, and I immediately said, all right, I'm going to quarantine that money. Now, there was a little bit left over, so what did I do? I paid down my student loan debt. Second check came in. What did I do? I paid my student loan debt down again because I hate debt. I didn't want debt. Now, some people say, Ben, that was stupid, right? The interest rates were low. Well, back then when I graduated college in 2004, the student loan debts were were like the, the interest rate was actually above house interest rates now. So there was an incentive to pay it off. Got the third check. Now I'm now I'm investing money, but I paid off all of my student loan debt. If I could go back, hindsight 2020, I probably wouldn't have because I would have seen what they have done now. But I was responsible at the age of 20. I was responsible enough to take a a large sum of cash and pay down my debt. Now, when I got married, I I said to my wife, hey, what debt do you have, right? We did that whole pre-marriage counseling, which is also a joke because it doesn't do anything. And, you know, you, you try to get on the same page on debt and things like that. And so... We get we get married and all of a sudden, like a month or two later, I know this this Ed South financial envelope and I'm like, what is this doing in my mailbox? And I open it up and I'm like, holy crap. My wife's got a lot of debt. So I'm like, I go to her and I'm like, hey, I, what is this? She's like, oh, that's student loans. I'm like, well, that's debt. You never told me about that. Well, everybody has student loans. Because that's what we've conditioned people to believe, right? In college, like, oh, just sign here, sign here, sign here. Ta-da, you magically get money, you go to college, everything works out. Now I was like, look, I don't care when or where you pay this off, but I'm not paying it off because I made the decision to pay my student loan debt off as fast as I could. You're in, this is yours. I didn't know about it. This is yours. I didn't bring mine. And that was like our first money fight, as they call it. I laugh now looking back. Maybe my wife was smarter than me. If she had it her way, she'd still have that student loan debt. Would be nice now, wouldn't it? What about people like me? I mean, I paid off, gosh, I want to say it was probably about 45 grand. I think my wife, when we when when her bill was, I want to say around 41, 42 grand. That's ninety thousand dollars that it that that I'm now gonna get screwed on 
because I was responsible enough to pay it off. It's totally unfair. And what Democrats are saying is, hey, husband, wife, $100,000. That's what they're basically going to hand you. So if you're a husband, wife, forget that, your boyfriend, girlfriend. You're sitting around a dinner table. You both have 50000 plus in student loan debt. Are you going to vote for Democrats? Do they tell you that they're going to they're pay that off for you? Yes. This should be illegal. This shouldn't be allowed. This is something that we should say no to. Now, President Biden, they say, quote, can undo the student loans, can forgive 50000 of debt the first day he becomes president, is what Chuck Schumer said in December of 2020, why he was pandering. You don't need Congress. All you need is the flick of a pen. Warren said that extending the student loan pandemic payment pause, because right now we've allowed people for over a year to not pay their student loan debt, currently set to expire at the end of September, the debt forgiveness is a matter of economic justice. How I have no idea how you deciding to go into debt is an issue of economic justice. She went on to say it's a matter of racial justice. This is coming from a Native American. Oh, wait, she's white. Just kidding. She lied about that. The President of the United States of America can remove this sword. The President can prevent this pain. The President can cancel $50,000 in student loan debt per person. Now, let me remind you, Joe Biden promised you, and this is one of the reasons why a lot of young people voted for him. He promised you. Biden's campaign promise involved canceling minimum $10,000 per person in federally backed student loan debt for all borrowers. They're like, no, 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 no. We want five times that. We want 50K. That's $100,000 in debt forgiveness per family if you have student loan debt. Now, if you paid your crap off early, joke's on you. Joke is on you. I'd love to know, by the way, what you guys think about this. Uh, It's buying votes. It is. Maybe there's a lot of you that want this. And if you do want this, explain to me. Send me a tweet. Ben Ferguson Show on Twitter. You can send me a, a message on Parler or Telegram or Getter. I'm on all of them. Facebook as well. Ben Ferguson filling in for Jesse Kelly. We'll be right back. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. I wish you guys could hear the conversation we were just having during the break. We're talking about people being irresponsible. And I, I'm talking, I'm sitting here, we're chatting with, I'm chatting with Jesse's producer. He doesn't like debt. I'm like, I, dude, I'm with you. He's like, no, no, I hate it. I'm going to pay off my stuff. I don't have student loans because I hate debt. The reason why they don't care about you, bro, is because you're already a Republican. If you're responsible enough to pay off your student loan debt, which is exactly what I was responsible enough to do when I was 21 years old, they already know I'm probably not going to vote for them. So they're going to screw you twice. They're going to screw you with taxes because they're going to charge you more the more successful you are. And... You're going to pay for all these people's student loan debt to get expire and disappear. So, again, but you're not going to vote for them, so they're just going to let you, uh, they're going to own you. They're going to raise taxes on the evil rich people to pay for all these idiots that went to a bunch of overpriced colleges who have a ton of student loan debt that's in the trillions of dollars. As a nation, I want you to think about this. Get your head around this number. Did you know in this country right now, we actually have over a trillion dollars in student loan debt? As soon as the government was willing to back the loans, what happened? 
the price of college skyrocketed. In 2004, if you start at most universities, you paid 30% more for your sophomore year than you did your freshman year. There is no other business that can have those types of inflationary numbers. But it wasn't real to the people signing on the dotted line because it's none of your money coming out of your pocket right now. Sign here, sign here, sign here, sign here, sign here. You're in college again. Sophomore year. Doesn't matter what they did with the tuition because right, the, the, these universities are going to get their money no matter what because the government was backing your loan. Government, there's forgiveness right now. No one cares. It's not like the universities are hurting. They already got their money. The government's the one on the, on the, on the, the line here. They're your co-signer for your college debt, basically. So the university, let, let's say you went to Harvard, Let's say you went to Yale. Let's say you went to Princeton. You got a bunch of student loan debt. Let's say you went to a public university. You got a bunch of student loan debt. In 2010, they got their money in 2010. They're not like getting a monthly payment. They've already gotten all the money out of you. They sucked it dry, and now you're on the hook with the government. Right? You're in the, you're, and the government, the, the people borrow, letting you borrow the money, they, they know without a shadow of a doubt, okay, They know without a shadow of a doubt that they're going to get paid because the government is backing the loan, which is exactly why it comes down to this. We're going to just randomly give you away a bunch of money and we're just going to make student loan debt just disappear. Let let me go back to something. Uh, Producer, can you grab that? I think I sent you the link, and if I didn't, tell me. To the Fed Chair uh, Powell Talking about inflation could turn out to be higher and more persistent than expected. These are the guys that are just going to say, all right, fine, we'll go another trillion in debt. Who cares? Well, we'll, well everybody out there, we'll just give you an extra $100,000 for your student loan debt because somehow you're owed that. I don't know how, but we just decided it because we want you to vote for us. Take a listen. Inflation has increased notably and will likely remain elevated in coming months before moderating. As the economy continues to reopen and spending rebounds, we are seeing upward pressure on prices, particularly because supply bottlenecks in some sectors have limited how quickly production can respond in the near term. These bottleneck effects have been larger than anticipated, but as these transitory supply effects abate, inflation is expected to drop back toward our longer-run goal. Very low readings from early in the pandemic, as well as the pass-through of past increases in oil prices to consumer energy prices, also contribute to the increase, although these base effects and energy effects are receding. The process of reopening the economy is unprecedented, as was the shutdown at the onset of the pandemic. As the reopening continues, bottlenecks, hiring difficulties, and other constraints could continue to limit how quickly supply can adjust raising the possibility that inflation could turn out to be higher and more persistent than we expect. Let's just stop right there. So you have a Fed chair who's saying, we know why this is happening right now. And we're not going to stop it anyway. We know we're giving too many benefits, but we're not going to stop it. So why why, why would this guy not use the same logic with student loan debt? Let me remind you who was the, the, the godfather for getting student loan debt. AOC. I want you to hear what AOC has to say, and, and, and this is just a perfect example of it, about the student loan debt cancellation saying it's a human right, like it's inhumane that so many people out there have student loan debt. It's inhumane. Take a listen. Here, um, but 
there is there has been broad consensus that he does in fact have this legal authority and so uh he's asking the department of education to issue a brief and essentially uh acknowledge formally in a documented form that he does in fact have i believe and i i sincerely do believe that they will tell him that he does in fact have the legal authority to cancel student loan debt and so uh, so what does this mean now? Where are we at right now? He has asked the Department of Education to issue this review and brief. And last I checked, I believe that they are in the process of developing that, um, that brief and review. And I, and I believe that once the Department of Education comes back, um, again, knock on wood, but very hopefully saying that he does in fact have the legal authority to cancel student loan debt, not he can do it without Congress with the stroke of his pen. Then once they release that brief, then it's on us to then triple down on our organizing and to get him to do it. Um, he has expressed, you know, some talk around a ten thousand dollar level. I don't think that that's enough. We it's not enough. Let's him. stop right there. No, we 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 ten thousand is not enough, folks. We need fifty thousand. That's how we know we can win the midterm elections. Doesn't matter how uh, uh, underwater Joe Biden is at that point. Doesn't matter if he's a babbling idiot. Because if you just spent $50,000 to buy a vote, we're going to win the next election. That's what will happen. This is socialism, folks. This is how you break America. This is how you suck America dry. This is how you ruin America financially. All right, it's been a pleasure filling in for my good buddy Jesse Kelly. Uh, I'd love to keep up with you. Listen to my podcast, Ben Ferguson Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts every day. And you can follow me on social media sites as well. Ben Ferguson. It's been a great night being with you. Hopefully I'll hear many, I'll talk to many of you on our podcast tomorrow morning. Jesse Kelly will be back with you tomorrow. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.